You are tuning in to the Seed Chat with Tristan, a Christian community designed for the youth, by the youth. Join us in discussing the truths and debunking the myths. Let's grow closer to Christ together. Welcome, my brothers and sisters. It is your host, Tristan Guillaume, and you listen to the C Chat with Tristan. Thank you for taking the time out of your beautiful day to listen to this podcast. Let God speak life into you. Today, we are going to have a special guest, and his name is... Hey, guys. It's Carlos. Carlos, please tell our listeners a little bit about, our, a little bit about yourself, a little bit about who you are, and just, just give us more about you. Um, I just started this journey with Christ, and I honestly, I've never been happier. I met some great, amazing people. I met some great friends, family, brothers that I'm going to have for life, sisters I'm going to have for life, you know, and I'm grateful for, you know, God putting me here, giving me the opportunity to speak in Tristan's podcast, you know, he's going to do great things one day, I can see it. Thank you, thank you. And as always, please don't forget to follow the Seed Chat with Tristan on Instagram and also to share this with your friends on all socials. It helps get the message out, helps people you know who need God to maybe have that resource to mature more with Him and, and to walk closer with God. Um, today our topic is actually going to be about intimacy. What does that look like? What does it mean? Um, how can we practice it in different areas in our life? But as always, I always start with an icebreaker. And today the question is for you, Carlos. Will you be my Valentine? Of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't I? <laughs> no, no I'll joke with you. The, the question I actually have for you today is, do you prefer home-cooked meals or do you prefer eating out? Home-cooked meals all the way. Like, it just hits the spot. I know. I, I've been to a lot of restaurants, and you actually work at a restaurant, so yeah. that's a little shocking of, a, of something here. But when you, heat, when you have like a nice, like give me rice and beans. As long as it's homemade, it just feel, it just hits the spot. Yeah, and like, like you said, I work in a restaurant, so I know all behind <laughs> the scenes and sometimes... Yeah. You know, when it's super busy. Yeah. Oh, it's not, it's not the best sanitation. That's yeah. what you're trying to say? No, not, not, <laughs> no, no, no. It's, we, we always keep it clean. It's just, okay. everything's just moving so fast, you know? You just have that, that special love, that yeah, cause that sizzle. Yeah, everybody's just trying to get the food out quick instead of giving them the time and the the love that it deserves. Yeah, know? and, like, my mom has, like, a special, like, sauce, a special, like, um, garlic that she uses. Do you, does your mom have something similar like that, or your dad has something that, like, is like just kind of your family's tradition, your family's special spice. Yeah, when I used to live with my mom, my mom used likes to make a lot of like hot sauces and stuff ooh, like that. Ooh, okay. And like my mom, she used to make very good food. So you like hot food, like spicy food? Yes, the Mexican <laughs> side of me. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, we're gonna start off with a Bible verse. It's from Jeremiah thirty-one to three, just to kind of like set the mood and uh, set what is being discussed today. And it says, "The Lord appeared to him from far away." I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. And the question I have today for you, Carlos, is when you think of intimacy, what comes to mind? The first thing that came to my mind when you asked me that was like communication. Ooh. You know, that's how you, that's how you build that. One. That's how you build that intimacy, you know, mm-hmm. getting to know the person, getting to know the past, getting to know their future desires, getting to know what God has in store for them, what they want to do with their lives. I feel like that what builds that intimacy is when two people communicate within each other and grow with each other. And how is the only way that you could communicate is through growth. Through that, that that's beautiful. The way you said that is actually beautiful. Um, my personal like when I first think of intimacy when someone asks me about it or just think about it in general, um, I tend to have intimacy kind of connected with like vulnerability. Mm. Um, I guess that's that that's very linked to what you said about communication. But being able to open yourself up to someone and letting them see your weaknesses, letting them see your strengths, your flaws, and um, and being accepted in that and being loved in that, 
And I think that's like a special thing that not a lot of people have. Um, but when I view intimacy, it's more of, okay, this is what I'm hiding from the world. This is what other people think I am, but this is who I f- truly feel. And letting someone help take you from how you truly feel to where you want to be, where God wants you to be. But I feel like that's like an outbranch of what communication is. Because yeah. if you don't have communication as a center of your relationship, you're not going to have that intimacy and grow within each other. And then like with Jesus, you know, once you don't, if you don't have that communication with Jesus, how do you expect to grow with him? Yeah. Um, does he, I think the Bible says, um, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but it says, um, you have to remain in me, the branch, and you'll be a vine and you'll bear fruit. Yeah. And I think that kind of deals with what you said, the communication, the kind of the growth that we, that we were talking about, that um, when you are dwelling within someone and you're communicating and you're being vulnerable in that, in that special way, mm. I think we really see vulnerability, I think we really see intimacy growing yeah. and intimacy um, kind of strengthening it. When you have an open space to communicate with somebody and just being able to be vulnerable and being able to show like every part of you, you know, mm-hmm. it brings out who you are and it allows you to better yourself. You know, when you're able to realize those things that you have flaws in, you're yeah. able to, yeah. that person maybe has that strength in that certain area, you know, they're able to help you. You know, and not, it's not even like in a relationship-based person. Like me and you, we're having communication, and I maybe I struggle with something, and I'm mm-hmm. open with you about it, and we have that intimacy as brothers. You're able to help me in that direction and better myself. The way you talked about communication, I think it's so interesting how there's so many different types of communication and so many different types of, of expressing yourself to people in this world. And to get that intimacy that we're talking about, that communication is not very... It's not very common, and it's actually very, I think, really rare in our society. But like, like you said, as brothers, like we open up, we try to be real with each other, try to be um, more vulnerable with each other. But a lot of times, people have this perception that you know, just because you're communicating with someone, it means that they know you. But I have a lot of friends who I've communicated with for years, and I, I don't think they truly get me. I don't think they truly know me in the way that I would maybe describe intimacy as. Um, but I kind of want to focus maybe towards like, what do you think? Like, I think me and you have a similar perception like mindset, of intimacy. Yeah. yeah, mindset of intimacy. But what do you think, like, society describes intimacy as? Um, I feel society just describes intimacy as, you know, having sexual relations with people, you know. Mm-hmm. They feel that intimacy is just this one-time thing. And I could, if you don't mind me getting personal about my past life, yeah. um, that's how me and my ex-relationship was, you know. Mm-hmm. We found intimacy within within our bodies instead of having intimacy like communication after we broke up and you know when you have that time or realization like what happened I realized that we didn't have that communication you know Mm -hmm. so that's something that you know I realized that I did wrong and I want to when I do decide to have like this new relationship like I'm setting communication as a priority and like having that real intimacy of like really knowing who that person is before you jump into what the world wants you to do is Mm -hmm. fall into that sin and yeah not really build the intimacy that you actually were desiring yeah and, and that I, holy relationship you know because mm-hmm. yeah when you don't have this holy like people think oh because the world sees the holy relationship as a bad thing mm-hmm. but if you really think about it if you really see what when you go to the world for these things at mm-hmm. first it's great you know the world always seems great when you first yeah. start out but as you start to get more into the world you're going to see how bad and how broken it is. 
But when you really start to have this holy relationship and this holy figure who God wants you to be, you're going to see how much happier you are and how much not broken down you are and you have a purpose for your life. And Amen. I definitely agree. Throughout my past, I tried to find um, intimacy via physical touch or physical relationships. And um, I never really felt that connect. I actually remember a lot of times where I felt disconnected. I'm like, I guess like anti-intimate with someone who like I thought I was supposed to know, I thought I was supposed to be close with. And yet at the same time, I'm with them and I'm like disassociated from what's happening, from how I'm supposed to feel, from how maybe the world perceives us in that moment. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that my, that my views of intimacy mirrors the world. And I think as a Christian, our views of intimacy do differ a lot from the world, mostly because like you said, the world tries to focus on intimacy, just being this sexual thing, just being this um, physical act or this this moment that can be only be achieved through a physical act. Mm. Um, but I, I don't think that's true. I think intimacy comes, like you said, mostly via communication. I think when we are in close communication with each other and obviously in the right moments, like during marriage, when we do have that physical act, we do get that special physical intimacy, I think we get further in our further in our understanding of what it means to be close to someone mm-hmm. and what it means to have that, that vulnerability with someone. But I definitely think that the world views intimacy as just a sexual passion or the sexual a sexual aspect of passion yeah and when you were talking about that something else clicked in my head that intimacy isn't just communication it's Mm. doing things together you know maybe going like you talked about at the beginning of podcast like cook some cooking food together yeah or going an adventure together like Maybe, I know we live in Florida, but maybe climb the mountains or... (laughs) (laughs) Go to the beach. Go to the beach, yeah. That's more like it. (laughs) Or go to the Key West, you know? Um, It's just doing these little things together, you know? Like I said, being in that holy place together and finding this love together. You think there's any other ways maybe our views of intimacy don't mirror that of society? Like, do you think there are other ways we differ from society compared to just the sexual aspect of intimacy? Like, I sometimes think, um, we kind of touched on this earlier, though, with God. Like, we believe that you can be intimate with this spiritual being, with this Heavenly Father. And a lot of people don't don't view religion as something that could be intimate, as religion as something that could be um, close in communication and vulnerable. Um, I think a lot of times when people think of intimacy, it's more of person to person, not um, person uh, to spirit. Mm. And I think that's something that we also have a disconnect with society on. I feel that's what's hard for us to believe, you know? Some people don't understand that, like, we have an intimate father who loves us, you know, like the prodigal son, Yeah, you know? He um, knows the hairs on our head. Exactly. People see, they just see the prodigal son, but what about the prodigal father? Like, he every day was going out into the fields looking for his son, even though he knew his son was having sex, was doing drugs, was living in the pit with, pigs mm-hmm. eating on the floor like but guess what his father came out every day looking for him why because he loves us that much you know so um why do you think sex is so influential to most people's perception of intimacy because that's what the world wants you to know you know when you're surrounded mm-hmm. by the world and that's what the world teaches you that's what you live by like our parents you know our parents teach us values and teach us certain things mm-hmm. so that's what we live by so when the world teaches you the only way you can get intimate with somebody is through sex, that's what you know, that's what you learned, that's where you're going to go by. Yeah. I, def- I, I definitely agree with that. I think the world plays um, a big part of it, um, society, our friends, all of it. Um, but like one thing I realized, and I was kind of like 
I guess not contemplating, but like trying to understand or wrap my head around it was like, I, I remember me, myself being a, like going through puberty and I'm still really young, but like, <laughs> like the main parts of it, right. When I was getting all these sexual urges, I was getting all these sexual desires and the church, my parents like didn't talk about it. It was something that was just like forbidden. And yet the only source of the only real um, source of information I was getting about it was from my friends, was from people who maybe weren't following God or who weren't being God-led and God-driven. And so um, I think it's a very easy spot because everyone really goes through it to, at a point. I think it's an easy spot for the devil and for darkness to really grab a hold of someone when maybe the church isn't providing light onto what it really is or mm. providing light into how it could look beautifully and, and holy. I, I, I just was always like this confusion with me. Um, and two later, when I matured more in my faith and I found more of God, but there was this disconnect of, okay, this is what the world says, and this is what the world is saying about intimacy and sex, how they're intertwined, and like that's how I can find the intimacy I, I'm looking for. But at the same time, like the Bible and the church aren't telling me anything about it. And it was it was a really big it was a really big shift, like a really big like, whoa, like where do I go from here? Mm. And again, like a lot of people just it's easier to act on those sexual urges. Um, because they don't know necessarily that something else, that it could be wrong or that it's not accepted or they don't know that there's intimacy before sex in, in a whole different way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the saying, nothing good comes easy, right? Yeah. Um, but also, again, like I feel like that goes back to the communication. You know, when if you have a kid and, you know, this is happening to them now, it's good to be very open and very vulnerable and explain to them what exactly is going on, especially now, you know, when you go through puberty, like, well, 12, 13, you know, you're able to understand more and understand things more clear. You're able to have that communication and be like, look, I'm here for you, if anything, you know, and be there for your kid, especially through these hard times because the devil knows what you're going through, so he's definitely going to use that to his advantage. Mm -hmm. But also you could go to God and let him take care of that situation. Yeah, and maybe for more like um, geared towards our listeners, I think another thing we have to really be cautious of is what we're watching. And I know we say that a lot. I know you probably hear about in church also a lot, but um, like the depictions of of intimacy in movies and TV shows is almost always wrapped around sex. Mm-hmm. You rarely see someone being intimate and then um, being married and then having sex. Um, in most TV shows, it is these two people like each other. They have like a little fling. They get together, they have sex, and then now they build intimacy off of that experience mm-hmm. and while I think that could happen that could be a beautiful thing also it, it makes a false reception that's how it always is mm-hmm. and that that sexual act gives you that intimacy that that's the spark of it and I think like you said intimacy really comes from being vulnerable and being in communication um first and when you don't have that before the sexual act it's not it doesn't become intimacy but the fact that they enjoyed it maybe in the tv shows or whatever kind of sparks their growth for intimacy but a lot of times we kind of associate just what happened here in this TV show? What happened in the movies that we're watching um, to our life? And we think, okay, if maybe Jennifer Aniston right, had intimacy with whoever that guy was on that movie, maybe that's how I can achieve it. And I think the world tries to like subliminally like flood that into our subconscious. To get intimacy, you need to have a, a partner. You need to have um, some sort of sexual act. And you know, it'd be like the TV show. No one understands the main character, and you're like rooting for like, come on, like I wish, I wish people knew you, Evan. They do have this sort of intimacy, and and they do have sex. I mean, it's like okay, that's how they got it. If that makes sense, hundred percent. But then you gotta understand that that is a TV show. You know, we mm-hmm. try to put TV shows and movies into our reality when it's not. 
you know, that's them trying to, like you said, subliminally manipulate us into believing mm-hmm. that this is okay. Yeah. When in reality, like I said before, you know, at first the world looks great. It looks amazing. Like, wow, look, this feels good. This feels nice. But over time, you don't understand that you're just losing yourself more and more. I remember when I was a little kid, we tried, a pastor tried explaining to us, like, have a sheet of paper, right? Mm-hmm. Each time you sleep with somebody, rip a paper off and give it to that person. That's your mm-hmm. that's your soul. So the more people that you sleep with, the more people have a piece of paper that's more of you. And yeah. then at the end, you're going to be left with a little piece of you. Mm-hmm. And that's and they are, each person has a piece of you instead of you being whole and complete within yourself and then giving it all to one person when the mm-hmm. time is right. What, what's your thought on that, though? What do you mean? Do you agree with that? Do you yeah. agree with that kind of visualization? Yeah, because I did have a past and... You know, I'm still struggling with a lot of things, even though, you know, at the end of the day, we're human, we're not perfect. I still struggle a lot with that. And yeah, I do feel myself being kind of lost, you know, when you have intimacy with somebody and not having real intimacy, you know, yeah. after after you do kind of what you did, you kind of have a pep talk with yourself. I'm like, why did I do that? Why did I feed myself to the world? And then, you know, it's it's a struggle getting back up because you kind of lose yourself. You get unbalanced, you know. Um, I kind of agree with that, the, the paper analogy. Um, the one thing I I want to stress to you listeners, and I, I don't want to even stress to you if you're still battling with this, is that God makes us whole. right? Wherever our past was, wherever we've been, whatever we've done, God makes us whole. And I think that that whole paper analogy um, is a little, a little twist in my perception because it makes you feel like you can never be back to yourself. But I want to let anyone who's listening to like, yeah, you can be yourself. You could be more of what you were before that experience, before that moment, because God is good and because God is powerful. And um, like, I do believe in soul ties. I do believe maybe part of you is attached to that person, but God can restore what was broken. And I just want to speak that life into whoever's listening. Um, so um, do you think it's possible to have sex and not be intimate? You could have that. You could do that. But what is the point of having sex if you don't want to have intimacy with that person? You know what are you doing? What are you? What are you? What are you chasing? A nut? Like at the end of the day, <laughs> I mean it's true. Like you, yeah. ch- you chase the nut, and then after, what was the point? Yeah, um, I definitely agree. Like, I've had friends who've told me sexual experience that they've had, and they'll be like, "Yeah, like it was good almost for the like moment, it but... was like something like it wasn't even good for the moment. It was just like I came in, it was like a doctor's appointment." And then I came out and I was like, I wasn't satisfied. It wasn't good. What I was looking for, what I thought was going to happen wasn't there. And like that like made me like feel hurt and like made me feel sorrow because like I want to love this person. I want to give them like that intimacy that they really desire um, as a friend. But um, sometimes like people, again, like you said, it's just the way the world has twisted it. Has, we're searching for intimacy via sex. But mm-hmm. I think that we can obtain intimacy within our family. I think we can obtain intimacy within our friends, within God. And I, I think... That when we view intimacy as only a partner thing, as only someone you're in a relationship with, um, I, th- I think that, that makes it harder for people to get the, get the support, get the communication, get the, the vulnerability that they're really looking for. Now, you're right. When we think about the word intimate, we think about just one specific person that's our partner. But yeah. in reality, intimacy is with anybody and everybody that you're comfortable being vulnerable and opening up to. You know? yeah. And for every person, it's different. Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know? For me, it could just be you, but for you, it of could course, be... Of course, baby, of course. But for you, it could be Mason, you know, like everybody has different vulnerabilities for everybody, but mm-hmm. it's good to have 
certain people in your life that you're able to open up and being able to talk to. Do you think it's possible? I mean, let's like reverse this, right? You think it's possible to be intimate and not have sex? 100%. Perfect example, my cousin is dating her boyfriend for like a year now. They've yeah. been keeping a holy relationship and they're happier than ever, you know? And I look forward to that within myself and within everybody else because I see what true happiness within a relationship is without having sex. Yeah, I, I've definitely, I've heard many relationship stories where it's similar to that. But I mean, I just look at my relationship with God. At first, it was a very distant one. I was like on the edge, kind of putting my distance. Um, but the more I opened up to him, the more I let him um, flood different readings into my life. I let him take over different things that I was struggling with. I really did feel that intimacy. Like, I feel like God knows me. I feel like I know God. And I feel like he wants to, I know that he wants to fulfill my needs and wants to um, be there for me. And I, I think that only focusing on like that partner intimacy um, it does harm you because, I mean, look, I've been single for 18 years. I haven't had really a girlfriend. I mean, I had a couple of things here and there, but I haven't had a girlfriend. I haven't had a really long-term relationship. But if I only got my intimacy from a partner, I would never be the man I am right now. I'd never be mm. um, happy. I'd never be able to communicate my problems, um, share my emotions. And the fact that I'm able to find intimacy within my family, within my mom, within my sisters, within my friends like Mason, actually, or <laughs> you, know, you, that, that helps me keep moving forward, keep progressing, keep facing my challenges, where other people might try to rush into a relationship to, find a, to kind of grab that, that intimacy, but you can really find it anywhere. Yeah, and also, like, we're talking about vulnerability. Intimacy is also being able to talk about your problems and growing as a person, you know? Like I, say, like I talked about before, like, if you're struggling and you're able to communicate that and talk to somebody about it, you're able to grow as a person. At the end of the day, that's what God wants for you, mm-hmm. to grow, be more mature, be more standing in your faith, and be having, mm-hmm. those, having those brothers and sisters around you who are going to be able to help you in those situations where you need somebody, you know, yeah. instead of holding it and bottling it up, and it'll just break you down in the mm-hmm. end. And yeah, obviously at the end game, we all want to have intimacy with our partners, um, intimacy in our marriages, um, but again, there's, we're not always in relationships. We need, to find, we need to be able to find intimacy in other arenas in our life. Um, but one question I want to ask you, and this is something I always laugh about and I always kind of question is, why is it so hard to be vulnerable as a Christian? Because if you think about it, you know, sometimes the, world's, the world is so broken that we try to be perfect. You know, <laughs> us as Christians, we try to be this perfect person that we're scared to be open about our mistakes. That's exactly where I go at. It's sometimes, and it's crazy because I just laugh. Because I'm like, I want to be intimate with these people. I want to share who I am. I want to share my flaws. I want, pe- I want to, people to sometimes just like, hug me right, and, and help me get better. But the reason why I sometimes feel as a Christian that it's so hard to be vulnerable is like you said, because we have this perception that we have to be perfect to be within this church community, to be among our friends. And that if we're anything less than what they think we are, they're not going to want us. They're not going to accept us. They're not going to care for us. And that's like a big thing I struggle with because... People sometimes hold me at a standard because I have this podcast because of what I do. And I love that standard and it makes me want to be better. But sometimes I feel like I can't be vulnerable about what I'm dealing with, what I'm struggling with. Because if I tell them that, they'll disqualify all that I am. They'll disqualify mm-hmm. what, what, what God's been doing in this podcast or what God's been doing in my life. And, and maybe draw some people away. And I think that's such a crazy contrast. It's like, well, like, we're supposed to be like the most vulnerable people with each other. Like Christian to Christian, brother helping brother, sister helping sister, brother helping sister. All of us moving forward, advancing the kingdom of God together, opening up our eyes, opening up, like freeing us from um, temptation, freeing us 
from the things of this world. And yet, because of that, that image of perfection that we falsely have in our minds that we're never going to achieve, we, we hinder our growth in that way. Yeah, like, I feel like that's one of the house values, you know, pray first. I feel like when we are struggling, we should pray to God first and be like, God, you know, like the Bible says, talk to one another and you'll find healing. Yeah. Um, I feel like if you pray and be like, God, I need to talk to somebody about this. Who is the best person for me? And if God puts me in your heart to talk to, you know, obviously I'm not going to give you condemnation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to talk to you. You know, we're going to be here for each other. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to open up more and try to be more vulnerable with people. But um, if you're struggling with that, if that's something you very much connect to, um, know that whoever your friends are, they love you either way. They probably have a similar past or a past that they want to share themselves. And to be able to be vulnerable, grow in that intimacy with each other, um, you're only obtaining freedom. Like that, that's our end goal. Our end goal is not to be where we are right now, but to progress forward and to progress more in the kingdom of God. Yeah, it might seem scary. <laughs> it probably is very scary to be vulnerable with someone that maybe you haven't known for the longest time or someone who, who hasn't been like one of your day ones, I guess. But um, there, there's real power in that. When you're able to open the cork and let everything that you've been bottling up inside, you know, it's like vomiting everything out and you know you have you're clean again inside and you're able to let god come in and that's a pretty just like pretty disturbing imagery but (laughs) it's what popped up (laughs) so so what do you think is the power in intimacy or is there a power in intimacy 100 percent to be able to glow closer with somebody and to be able to open up and show them who you really are not just with a spouse but with a brother or sister or anybody who you desire to be open with. Yeah. I think the power of intimacy is shedding light on what you wanted to leave in the darkness and mm. finding beauty within the transformation that's going to happen. Mm. And and that's something that we all want, we all need. And another thing I think that's very powerful in intimacy is longevity. Right? Like you say, communication. I think when you're intimate in your communications, when you're intimate in your friendships, you build long-lasting friendships that last longer than just high school, that last longer than just college, that last longer than just two, three years. You build something that lasts forever. Even like, in the kingdom of heaven. Exactly. Even in the kingdom of heaven. And that's something that, like again, a lot of young people, young adults like ourselves are really trying to find. We're trying to find those groups, those people who are going to be there and be our life partners um, but to get that, you need the power of intimacy. You need to be vulnerable. You need to communicate. You need to um, let someone in on your life. Yeah, 100%. I definitely agree with you. So I just want to thank you, Carlos, for being part of this podcast, being part of this episode. It's so amazing to have your input. So amazing to have your insight. He's one of my brothers. If you don't know him, hopefully you guys can read his bio and catch up on who he is because he's a great person. And um, for you listeners, I encourage you this week to find someone who you haven't been intimate with, but you want to start an intimate relationship with and, and communicate with them, be vulnerable with them, let them into your life, let them into areas in your life that haven't been seen in a while. And I hope that um, you could find the power of intimacy, find the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of God um, in those moments. And yeah, maybe try to be with someone who just isn't your partner, but, but find, that, find that friend or find that family member who can help you progress. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sea Chat with Tristan. I hope you're able to receive what was spoken today and that God can continue to strengthen you in your journey. If you were touched by today's episode or believe it could have benefited a friend, please share on any social platform. Don't be afraid to reach out to us regarding any questions 
at Tristan Guillaume on Instagram or email at TristanGuillaume16 at Yahoo.com. Hope to see you next time and have a blessed week.